The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome Julian Stoop with you off the back of a really successful T20 World Cup on our shores. Not so much for the Australians, but the tournament uh, overall was a raging success. So many people looking forward to the start of the BBL. It gets underway next week. The Melbourne Stars feature in the first game against the Sydney Thunder at Marnica Oval. And their GM, Blair Crouch, has been good enough to join us in studio. Hello, Bree. Good morning, Julian. How are you? Thanks good. for having me on. No, no, pleasure. Uh, excitement levels must be building. Just overall, do you get a bit frustrated at times at some of the negativity around the BBL sort of at this time every year? Uh, I would love to see more positivity. Mm. Yeah, look, I think there's so much to celebrate with the BBL. And if you think about, you know, the quality of international players this year who have chosen to nominate for the draft and to be here for the summer is is, is fantastic. And you look across the league and, you know, we're really fortunate to have Luke Luke Wood, Joe Clark, and of course, Trent Bolt, you know, who have chosen to nominate for the draft and, and are really happy to be here now, part of the Stars family. You look at across the league, Dre Russ is back, you know, Faf Duplessis is playing, Colin Munro is playing, you know, Alex Hales and Sam Billings. So there is a lot of positivity about, you know, the BBL and certainly even, you know, the domestic players. The fact that we've still got Steinus Maxwell and Zampa playing for us and the biggest names in Australian cricket are part of the BBL. So I'd love the focus to be on that. We asked this question to Dave Hussey. I think it was last Friday when we had him on the show. Uh, where were you when you got the call about Glenn Maxwell? <laughs> uh, I was staying at the team hotel, uh, the Olsen in South Yarra, because we were about to fly out for our last WBBL weekend. Uh, I was walking along Chapel Street early on Sunday morning, just out getting some exercise, and I get a text from Glenn saying, have you got time to chat? <laughs> That was about 6.30 on Sunday morning. You knew that so wasn't good I knew news, that wasn't you? a good text. Yeah. Um, I love having a chat to Glenn, but not at that time of the morning. Uh, and look, he was naturally, you know, he was sort of probably in a bit of shock still and, and, and still at the hospital uh, about to go through um, so sort of the examinations, which then of course led to the surgery. But um, as disappointing it is to, uh, to lose Glenn, um, we couldn't be uh, more impressed with his attitude and the way that he's... You know, he's working his butt off to get back and his rehabilitation's been right on track. And we've had him in, in camp this week. We had him as part of our content day on Wednesday. Uh, we had him as part of our player camp yesterday. Uh, and he'll be an incredibly important off-field leader for us right throughout the tournament. But who knows? I mean, he's an amazing individual and we may see him back for at some some parts of BBL this year. Tell us about Adam Zampa as a captain. We know he's got a great record in the short form of the game for the Stars and for Australia. He speaks really well whenever you hear him. What sort of captain will Adam Zampa be? Well, he said yesterday he's going to be a man of few words, um, and I think that's probably the case with Zamps, but certainly the words that he does impart on the group are, are, are really impactful. Uh, he's very calm. Um, you know, he's very calm on-field and off-field, and I think he's someone who um, other players will really enjoy getting around. And the relationship that he has with Marcus um, Stoinis as the vice-captain will also be very important, and the two of those on-field will be great to watch uh, in tandem, um, supporting each other. Um, but also across the group, we do have a fairly mature list um, in experience. Great to hear voices like Nathan Coulton-Nile yesterday at our player camp, Hilton Cartwright, uh, even some of our younger guys, uh, Brody Couch, Sam Elliott, um, uh, Campbell Calloway, you know, young guys who are really sort of on the way up, but very much part of the sort of the future, but also the leadership group at the moment. You mentioned all those great things off the top in, in your first answer, but I mean, COVID's really hurt, obviously, with crowd numbers. And, and, you know, the crowds aren't as big as they were right at the start when the, the competition really took off. It seems like all the clubs and, and Cricket Australia are working really hard to get that fan engagement back. And, and there's nothing better than big crowds at any sporting event. Just give us an idea of what the stars are doing and competition-wide to 
you know, get the families back in and, and make it an experience where, okay, we've been to one BBL game, let's mm. go back again. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It, it's sort of disappointing that, that crowds haven't been able um, in the last couple of years because of COVID to reach the highs they did previously. Um, but this year we're working very hard and, and, and the great thing about um, Melbourne in particular now, we're sort of back to normal. Um, next Friday night, our first MCG home game, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be honouring and, and, and celebrating um, the contribution that Warney made yep. to the Stars. So a really special night for our players. Many of our players had the chance to play with Shane. Um, obviously, players like David Hussey, um, you know, have a very close relationship um, with Warney. So we'll be doing all we can to appropriately and respectfully recognise the impact that he had on the Stars next Friday night. So we'd love as many people to come down and be part of that. But outside of that, we're doing things like um, a new program called Super Smash. So mm -hmm. we're getting 100 kids on the ground before play. So the chance uh, every home game for 100 kids to be on the field of play, you know, with their families and really enjoying that experience. Um, we put that on sort of, um, we, we promoted that the other night. That was gone within 24 hours, booked out. We'll do the same for every home game. Um, you know, we're also doing things like ticketing offers and membership offers. We're about to hit uh, record membership numbers. So... For the first time, we'll crack 10,500 members as a club, which is a fantastic yep. result. And as you say, considering access to cricket and to, to mainstream sports been challenging the last couple of years. Um, and we're doing all we can to really encourage people to come down and enjoy um, the stars. We, we put a lot of effort into event presentation. So music forms a big part of what we do. We have live music at every home game uh, and big, big artists. So Electric Fields will be playing next Friday night at the G. Um, you know, we'll have, um, you know, sneaky sound system during the year, you know, big, well-known Australian artists, both pre-game and, and in the innings break on top of all the stuff that the BBL is known for. So lights and fireworks and all the, all the entertaining elements. So that's very much what this year is about for us is giving fans a chance to come back and be entertained. Speaking of Blair Crouch, GM of the Melbourne Stars, you, you mentioned Shane Warne there and obviously his passing just shocked everyone and, and saddened everyone, I guess. We didn't initially think of the Melbourne Stars. Let me think of his Australian teammates and his mm. family. But, I mean, how tough a time was that for people at the Stars? As you say, a lot of people still involved with the club on and off the field would have would have worked with Shane. Oh, incredibly tough. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a big part of the reason was it was just such a shock to people as well. You know, he was still a very big figure in the lives of many of the people who are part of the Stars family. And, um, you know, as a club, we are very much looking forward to, you know, him remaining part of the fabric of the club. And we're doing some things behind the scenes that are just, just for the players, um, but also to, as I said, just really celebrating his contribution outside of the club. But there were very, you know, a lot of people at Cricket Victoria, too, importantly, who just weren't part of the stars, but were part of the CV family. You know, people like Sean Graff, who had been part of Warney's life for a long time, um, you know, right back through his playing days through through Victoria. So there were, you know, countless numbers of people who were impacted by that. And, um, you know, we feel it's our job now to really celebrate that next Friday night. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a fantastic tribute. Always a lot of talk about the, the fixture in the BBL, the timing. It seems like it's, it's better this year in terms of it's mostly in the school holidays. When... You, I guess you do requests for your fixture. What are some of the key requests you've got? Is it, is it around the period the game's played? Is it starting times? What, what do you look for at the Stars to try and maximise your attendance? Bit of both. And we are fortunate this year to have a great fixture. So we play three games pre-Christmas, uh, as you mentioned, next uh, Tuesday night in Canberra, and then our first home game at the G on the 16th. And then we go to the, to, to the City Power Centre, the Junction Oval, on the 23rd. So, you know, that's a member-only event because, as I said, we've got yep. 10,500 members. We look to reserve that for our members. And there'll be 4,500 people there, which will feel like 100. Mm. Um, 
that's a great fixture. So Christmas Eve, you know, people are in the festive sort of spirit. So perfect timing. And then we've also got some early start times for the first time this year. We have a 5.05 start next Friday and we've got a 6.05 start in early January. So that's been designed specifically to attract a family audience. Mm. And we're really conscious and you've got kids, I've got kids, you know, it's a late night to be at mm. the MCG at 10.30 or 11 o'clock. So starting at five, starting at six means you're done by eight or you're done by nine and you're home at a reasonable time. So they're two um, time slots that we worked really hard to secure. Um, and the Derby is the other big one. So the 3rd of Jan is perfect for the Derby. It's in that window where people are still um, off yep. from work. Um, obviously kids are not at school. Um, you know, fingers crossed we get a, you know, 29 degree day. Um, we get a lot of walk-ups. Uh, we get great support from the MCC members to come along and watch. Uh, and we'd love to see 50, 60,000 people at the MCG on the 3rd of January, which sort of gets back to the numbers that mm. people expect with the BBL. I was going to ask you that. We need the weather gods to be kind. Yeah, we we, we do. don't want to be going in jackets and scarves to cricket matches. No, we don't. And we found with WBBL, we got impacted by that again, mm. um, you know, starting in October and November. It's great to get cricket, you know, on the front page of the paper, but ultimately you're sort of impacted by the weather, the weather a little bit. Um, we've got a practice match today, uh, at the junction oval against the renegades and the weather's looking okay. That's at least so we, far. <laughs> we get one sort of out of the way, but, um, yeah, fingers crossed. And that January window is very important as well. You know, before kids return to school and before people return to work. Uh, and we're really fortunate that this year with, um, you know, the work that we did with CA, uh, we've got a fixture, which we think suits it, suits us well. We've got one little travel pattern in the middle, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide, but the rest is very much focused around Melbourne through January. Tell us about your experience with the inaugural BBL draft. It was, it was a really interesting one because a lot of the big names were left on the table and in the, they've come anyway as sort of replacement players. But how much work went into it? How do you think the first one went and, and where can it ultimately get to? Great initiative. So we were really pleased. And in fact, we pushed pretty hard for the draft last year. Um, and it just didn't quite get off the table. So we were very pleased to see that it was happening this year. The reason we wanted it to happen was because it just allowed us to talk about BBL in a positive light earlier in the year. So we were having, I think Huss was in here sort of back in May or June of last year, talking about, you know, the work that we were putting into sort of strategizing around the list. That's exactly what we wanted as a club because it just gave us an opportunity to talk to our fans, talk to the general public about what our plans were. And then we had a really clear strategy and we were fortunate to have pick two mm. uh, and we wanted Trent Bolt. So, you know, we picked Rashid Khan as sort of the first, um, the first pick in our round, just because in reality, we wanted to get the strikers to sort of use their retention pick because that might've helped yep. us further down the list. A bit of strategy goes uh, the into games that. Have started but already. It is a little bit, but you know what? And as we said, if we end up getting Rashid Khan, then fantastic. Um, you know, he would have been great to have mm. at the stars, but ultimately it was about getting Trent Bolt. Um, and the, the number of players and the quality of the players nominating for the draft, I think is indicative of how the BBL is viewed globally. It's still viewed as a tournament that players want to come and play. And you're right. Dre Russ didn't get picked up and Faf didn't get picked up, but guess what? They're playing mm. next week. So that's okay. And, you know, all of the teams had their own strategies and it was great to see how that came, that sort of came to fruition during the night. I would love to see that for WBBL. Mm. So I'd love to see an international women's 
draft next year for overseas players. Has it been discussed? It has been discussed, yeah. And I think, again, if we take the good things out of the draft this year for the men, you can apply those to what would happen for the WBBL. It would allow us to talk about the internationals earlier. It would allow us to secure a group of players who we know could come down. Even little things like, you know, getting agreement from home boards for players to come down would be a little bit easier if we had more time to sort of lock that in with a sort of a set date for a draft. And who knows where that might get to in the future. Um, could there be a draft for domestic players? Mm. Absolutely. Now that's up to CA to work through how that how that would look, but that would again create more more fan interest to your point earlier. You know, how do we keep engaging not just hardcore cricket fans, but casual sports fans and people who we know, you know, like to engage with the BBL and the WBBL. But certainly there are some big plans, I think, in the future that could just keep that keep that ticking over and you know keep that interesting. We were talking to Alistair Dobson about this the other day. You know, we hear footballers say, oh, it's a long pre-season, it's a long off-season. <laughs> there is no longer off-season in no, world sport than BBL. So how tough is that? And you sort of answered a little bit there, but just to keep generating interest and, and just keeping it in the in people's minds, even though the season is so short. Yeah, the season is short, but the, you're right. The work that we do in communities in particular extends, you know, well beyond when we finish in February. So our year is typically, you know, centred around WBBL October, November, BBL December, January, now this week, first week into Feb. But we're active in every school holiday um, break. So we have school holiday camps where we, we go to Wodonga, we go to Maui, uh, we have a camp in Casey. We have, you know, hundreds of kids at the Junction Oval. Uh, every school holidays, just so, you know, whether you're a seven-year-old, an 11-year-old or a sort of a talented 17-year-old, there's something there for mm. you. Um, that for us is really important. It's a connection through to communities. It's also a connection through to schools. And we do other little things like we have, you know, the opportunity to go every year into schools in Victoria. We do that sort of September, uh, September, August, where we take our players and we visit 60 schools over three mm. days from the snowfields down to Orbost, right across to the Mornington Peninsula. Um, things like that, we we know we know are really important just to sort of facilitate the conversation with um, with kids and families because really our job through the BBL out of the tournament is to is to promote cricket and to encourage kids to play cricket. So you, you mentioned it earlier. Um, what gives you the confidence now? As you say, Melbourne's pretty much back to normal. The rest of the country is pretty much back to normal. What gives you the confidence that we'll see a spike in crowd figures around the country this year? Well, membership's a good indicator. So yep. the fact that we're about to tick over a record number of memberships and they've been on sale for a couple of months. So that's, that's great. And we hope all our members then um, choose to, to come along and, and, and support the stars as well as just buying their membership. And our, and our sort of data is showing that, um, that our ticket sales are sort of on track to where we would like them to be. Um, now that can always be better though. So, you know, we, we, we hope that the first match next Friday is a good indicator to people of the sort of, um, effort that we put into creating an event, as I said, live music, fireworks, you know, light shows, uh, all sorts of great activities for kids to get involved in and kids and families or a group of mates, you know, after work, come on down, mm -hmm. um, grab your mates and, and, and grab a seat. So we think that's the best form of marketing for the rest of the BBL is to put on a really good show next Friday night. A lot of the competition is about entertainment. Just before I let you go, winning's pretty important as well. Mm -hmm. And you've had some good squads and haven't quite been able to get there. Is this the year? Do you think you've got the squad that that can go all the way? Well, we haven't lost a game yet. So, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's a good start. <laughs> I'll give you a tip. No um, one else has either. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> you know, look, losing Glenn on the eve of the, of the tournament, you know, it's not great, but but with that comes opportunity. So, you know, we're, we're, we're really, um, we're really pleased that we've got the right squad and, you know, we're not going to make any brash predictions about how we're going to perform, but if we perform uh, as a group, 
um, to our to, to the best of our ability, and all of those individuals, you know, bring their best. Um, we will be there or thereabouts, and there's a great connection amongst the group. We had you know time together this week. As I said, we've got our season launch today where they're back together and they get to pull on the Stars uniform and play for the first time. So you could feel yesterday there's a great connection and cohesion amongst the group. So we're looking forward to seeing that roll out next week. And you never know. We get off to a good start and we finish strong. Um, look out, the Stars might be coming hard. Now, it's an exciting time. And uh, yeah, as we say, let's hope Melbourne's weather does us some favours and we get big crowds at the G. And as you say, Junction Oval all gets underway next Tuesday up in Canberra. Blair, thanks so much for taking some time out and coming into the studio today. And uh, good luck for everything at the Stars this season. Thanks, Julian. Appreciate it.